Sean Dizzle. <laughs> Mikey Hizzle. So you have a dingleberry on your mic? No, I'm a dingleberry because for I don't even know how many times now. I forgot to plug in my interface into my USB port. And it's kind of astounding that I haven't just ordered a USB, what is it, splitter or whatever, where you plug one in and you got like five. Because they're cheap and they come here in two days. And you'd think, being sort of techie and in the industry that I chose to be in, I would already have one. But alas, I have not one to use at this moment. That sounds very unfortunate. <clears throat> um, yeah. Okay. Well, since you're a dingleberry, happy <laughs> recording day. Happy recording day. Hey, welcome to the Unchurched Podcast, where your hosts, Michael and Sean, discuss issues of church, life, and religion. No subject is off limits, and our honesty and humor drives our discussion. We welcome you to sit in on the conversation and laugh with us as we challenge serious things. So pour your drink, kick your feet up, and let's get started with the show. So dude, here's what, here's what my, my wife and I just did. We, uh, we're running low on toilet paper. So as you do, you go get some. And I should have taken a picture, although I'm sure they're already circulating around the interwebs where there was like almost no toilet paper, like barren shelves in the toilet paper section. So... We got like a store brand, which we were, I mean, we weren't excited about, but hey, we need it. So let's get it. Good luck with that. Good luck with the uh, anal bleeding. Well, story's not over. (laughs) As we're walking through the store to pick up a couple other things we needed, because Brooke's shorter, I I wouldn't have seen this because I just, at my height, not that I'm tall, but the way the shelves are, you know what I'm saying? And like, she's a little shorter. Sure. She's like, oh, look, someone stashed Angel Soft over there. And I'm like, where? That's dog food. She's like, no, it's right there. And there's like three or four packs. Wow. Like shoved in with dog food. So we swapped out and got the good stuff, bro. <laughs> well, and I was like, better stuff. <laughs> how pissed is someone right now that we found their stash? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Somebody thought that they were going to end their shift early, yep. go back to the dog food section, grab their nice toilet paper, their favorite TP, cash out and, and leave the store for the day. And you completely messed that up. It's probably the lady who cashed us out and she's just like, some bitch. <laughs> <laughs> if she could double charge you for it, she probably would have. <clears throat> She may have. I don't even know. Maybe she's she just may doop, have. doop, 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 doop. I didn't get five of these. Uh, we're not taking <laughs> refunds right now, so get out of my store. Ah, man, but this coronavirus is getting a little crazy, bro. So, <clears throat> as of right now, there's a co- uh, call. I always call it a college. There's a university, like, ten minutes from us. And they have canceled all of their sports activities. They are extending spring break. Yeah. And I didn't keep reading the post, but I'm willing to, because it was super long and I don't go there. So I just got bored halfway through, but I'm willing to bet they're saying, stay home. We're going to do online classes for like a few weeks. Yeah. Because I've heard that's a thing now. Sure. Toilet paper is nowhere to be found. It's like, dude, like, <clears throat> there aren't any cases around us. Like, what? <laughs> I think there's one in Illinois. 
Like, mm. w- what is the big deal here? People get the flu all the time. Yeah. I mean, is there something I'm missing? Yeah, it is. (laughs) Well, what am I missing? There is. um, The experts are saying that this is a whole lot worse than what's being reported because um, there's not enough test kits out there to make sure that everyone is able to get tested. Um, And even the... Uh, reports of the amount of deaths um, is is still uh, they believe are are underreported because um, they believe people a bunch of people died from the virus before they actually started keeping track, which is weird. I, I don't know how that works. So wouldn't there be more people that have it then? Yeah. I mean, essentially, they're they're estimating that it's going to be between 70 and 150 million cases in the U.S. by the end of the year. Huh. I guess I need to get out from under my rock and read some news. Yeah. I think it's by the end of the year. But anyway, or maybe it's by the end of the disease eradication. I don't know. But the number that I heard today was 70 to 150 million. And you know, it ain't that many people in the country. Right? I mean, you're talking about half the country right there. Well, is that predictions from the CDC? From the World Health Organization, I think it's called. Yeah. WHO. W-O-H. You're listening to W-H-O 89.3 FM. Yeah, so I, you know, I I stayed home today. (laughs) Where people die. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Right. Stock up on your toilet paper and your hand sanity. So I I, I watched quite a bit of news today because I was home. And, um. The so the whole tournament is canceled, <laughs> pretty much. There's not going to be any March Madness. There's not going to be any St. Patty's Day in Detroit or in Chicago. Um, NBA is canceled for the rest of the year. They're canceling hockey games. Um, this is uh now considered to be a pandemic by whoever it is that makes the decision to call it that. Um, You got players that are starting to get it, contract it. They've basically canceled the baseball season. So that's, that's done now. They're, they're not planning on playing any games anytime soon. It's a boring sport anyway. Oh, stop it. (laughs) <clears throat> so yeah this is uh, this is becoming more serious than, than what you know most people thought that it would be but is it I, I suppose it is right I mean at what point do you start believing that it is well that's kind of like what me and the wife were talking about like Because, you know, I grew up in Florida uh, for a good part of my life. And, um, you know, hurricanes come, and it's the same thing, sort of, when it's like, board up your house and stock up on water bottles and, you know, go buy a generator and go buy canned food and get all this stuff because, you know, prepare for the worst, which... I totally get preparing for the worst, but at the same time, I can't help but think, like, you know, all of the economy that's being spurred right now. Like, dude, I wish I had stock in toilet paper, because I'd sell right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, shelves everywhere are emptied, like... So much of our money now is going to these things. And, you know, 
I'm not a huge conspiracy guy. It's just a little twinkle in my heart, I guess. But it kind of, you know, kind of makes me think. Because, like, the first thing, when you said pandemic and, like, you know, it's worse than we thought and millions of people worldwide, like, the first thing you want to do is be like, oh, shit. And you're, like, this fear comes in, you know? Like, you're afraid. Like, there's something to fear. And I'm not saying bad stuff doesn't happen because it does and it's good to prepare, but like, you know, sometimes I feel like it's a little played up, if you know what I'm saying. And then you figure out like, oh, well, it's it's not that bad. Now I just have all this toilet paper that I don't have to buy for six months because I stocked up on it. And listen, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm not, though. Because I don't want the bad thing to happen to a mass amount of people. But, you know what I'm saying? It's just, like, I we're do. talking about, like, okay, is this, like, getting blown up out of proportion because it makes money and it causes, like, fear and, you know, distraction and all this stuff? Or is it actually, like, a no, like, this is a real thing that you need to be super cautious about. and wash your hands more, and, you know, I don't know. I honestly don't know. And I guess it's a lack of me trusting media, but. You know, I, I don't mind that. I, I agree with you. I don't trust media either. Um, but when they're quoting the World Health Organization, I don't know, I think that's a point to listen to. Yeah. Um, no, so, I've, I'm, I side with you on that for sure. Yeah, and when they're quoting the CDC, I tend to tend to listen to that. And it's serious enough to where all these billionaires have gotten together and said, hey, we're going to forego the rest of our money this season for the rest of this season because, you know, uh, it would be irresponsible for us, of us, to have all these fans coming in here. And... Uh, in such close quarters with each other and get this stuff spreading around. Uh, you know, so. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and again, it makes sense to take precaution, obviously. I mean, there's no harm sure. in that at all. I'm not saying that. I just, it's crazy to like. <laughs> and first off, like, why toilet paper? It's not like a diarrhea virus. <laughs> diarrhea virus like the tissues are fully stocked and if it's a flu wouldn't you want tissues more than what you wipe your ass with <laughs> now you said that to me earlier and I'm like well I don't know I mean economically you're gonna get a lot more toilet paper than you would Kleenex yeah so, well, you know Kleenex has like lotion in it now and fucking herbal stuff. Toilet paper, you like wipe your ass. So it's not, you know, I don't know. It's just, it seems different to me. But again, I'm dumb. So don't listen to me. <laughs> um, yeah. Because I'm not going to lie. As we're standing there looking at how barren the, uh, toilet paper aisle was like right to the left of it I'm just looking at fully stocked shelves of Kleenex and I'm like well I mean I'd be smoother on the old butt cheeks I mean do what you gotta do I guess you know what I'm saying yeah but wouldn't it not be strong enough wouldn't it just like rip finger through yeah yeah you know you can wash your hands it's all good damn that I'm good, bro. I'm good on that for sure. It's, there's, uh, uh, yeah, life's too short. Come on, We're you can't poor. tell me you've never, you've never pushed a little too hard wiping and whoop. Uh, yeah, of course I have. But, you know, we use Charmin, and so that stuff is perfect. I don't, I don't mess around with the cheap stuff. Plus, they have those cute little bears on their commercials. Exactly. Charmin's clean. 
that new one. He's like, my hind is clean. Yeah, my hind is clean. Or something like that. Basically going around with uh, no underwear on. Well, he's a bear. I mean. Yeah, of course. And uh, obviously the underwear matches exactly his skin and fur. (laughs) It's like Victoria's Secret. Oh, boy. But yeah, so uh, I guess in a nutshell, you just got to keep your hands clean, right? I mean, what more can you say or do? Same thing I've been doing, bro. Every morning. Emergency. Mix it up. Take it in the gummy. Do what you got to do, bro. Keep that immune system going. Yeah, I know. That's what you're doing. I swear and by it's it. Not a, it's really not a bad idea. Like, you're... I mean, it can't hurt. You know what I'm saying? You're a genius. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about it. It's uh, We got that shit coming to us, like, every three months on uh, Amazon. We don't even have to order it anymore. Are you serious? You you got it automatic being sent to you? Yeah, dude. We That's actually cool. uh we saved money too. Hmm. That's See, just I never trust that. <clears throat> Amazon be taking the world over. Yeah, I just don't know if I trust it. <clears throat> Why not? Because I already got too many things coming out automatically, you know? Well, I don't it's want to keep track of like... thing. 200 bucks or anything. You know what I'm saying? Well, you're talking three months worth, so it's got to be kind of pricey, you know? Well, so it's two packs of 30, so you got two months worth if you take them every day, which most people probably don't take them every day. So if it ships every three months, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I I get it. uh, Because we did the monthly thing, or the quarterly, or whatever they call it, it uh, it knocks your price down. I think we pay like seventeen bucks for sixty of them. Which, mm-hmm. if you go to like Walgreens or Walmart, like one pack of thirty is like thirty eight bucks. So it's like, damn. I see. I see you, Amazon. <laughs> um, I I'm good. I'll just uh. Pay more for I, less. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I do. I look at it. I, I instantly start getting anxious when I see it. Like, you can save 28 cents. And I'm like, eh, dude, it's just a quarter. Just give it to me. Well, yeah, a quarter I can see, but <clears throat> saving like 30 bucks. Well, that's a whole nother ball game. Because so I'm going to buy it kudos, anyway. Kudos to you. I think it was a good find. Yeah, it's not bad at all. And I didn't even do it. Shout out to Brooke, my wife. She balling, brah. She go hard in that paint. (laughs) (laughs) She she go hard in that shopping cart. (laughs) (laughs) She know how to spend that money thriftly. Yeah, that's good, though. So we got a new rug in the mail today. FedEx dropped it off. It's a neutral color, like grayish type of deal. Super cat. Uh-huh. And, Is it uh, living room or bedroom where you got that thing? Well, we bought it for the den, and it was uh, the size is like 12 by 9, 9 by 12. And so we go to, I clear out the den, and I start rolling this thing out. And I'm like, holy crap, this is way too long. It's extending like from the wall, from the back wall, <laughs> all the way into the dining room. That's what she said. I'm like, well, there's your 12 feet. And then we turn it around, thinking like, let me see if it'll go the opposite way. Well, then it couldn't fit that way either. It was just way too big. It's also what she said. <laughs> <laughs> so we're all frustrated, right? I don't even know what to do with you know? it. And it's like, we're just going to take it back. And, um, you know, I'm getting frustrated. You know, I'm like, damn it. It's a nice rug. We paid all this money for it. It finally gets delivered. 
and now we got to send it back, wait for a refund, buy another one, wait for that to get shipped. Uh, that, and all of that is just the, the hassle of trying to figure out the logistics of all of that had me in a tizzy. So, you know, as she was putting Max down, I came up with an idea to keep the rug anyway. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? The rug in the living room has been peed on so many times by the dogs. It's time to get rid of it. You know, so. Uh, so that's what we did. I got rid of the, the old one in the living room, which just happened to be a little bit smaller than 12 by 9. So uh, this new rug fits in the room even better because it's a little bit larger. And, nice. Uh, and yeah, and it's clean. It <laughs> doesn't have any area where it's been peed on yet. So, I mean, obviously we got to watch it very close because I'm sure Clyde might do it. <laughs> but. He's like, oh, this is mine. Oh, yeah, dude. So I got a carpet guy who comes and cleans the rugs. And, you know, he does a good job, but... It's only so many times I'm going to do that before I shoot the dog. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm not going to shoot my dog. I'm not even laughing because it's not funny. I know. I'm going to start getting hate mail from PETA. Oh. Yeah, man. So we're trying to just keep it easy over here, bro. But I like now, it. That means we have to buy... A new second rug. <laughs> well, this time you should measure. That we did. <laughs> that we did. You know, honestly, we measured the first time. But, I don't know. Something happened. I guess we just, I just didn't think of it. I was thinking like, well, I know she wants the rug to be very big, so let me just get a really big one. And, you know, it's too big. It was too big. The room couldn't handle it. (laughs) 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 She couldn't handle it. So we had to put it in the other room. The other room, which is a lot bigger. So. It's almost like, you know, freaking renovations are going on in the he- in the Heinz household. <clears throat> we'll be stopping soon. <gasps> what why else been on I the brain? Yawning? Yeah, why are you on it? Um Well, I had a day, but I don't really want to air it out on here. Oh. Little little tease, I know, but you'll have to deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, what the heck is that about? <laughs> yeah, man, just trucking along, dude, doing our thing. Yeah. Well, we were going to talk about, uh, I don't know, something happened. We were talking about scripture and authority earlier. Or we were talking about it the other day. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is really good. I need to write it down and we can talk about it on the next podcast. But I don't remember what started the conversation. Well, did you write it down? Yeah, I wrote down the point I wanted to make, but didn't write down what started the conversation. The context? Yeah. Because I'm an (laughs) idiot sometimes. You dumb. (laughs) oh god what we were talking about um on the last podcast we were talking about um spiritual things and and kids being opened up to spiritual spiritual things and 
and us needing to make sure that we teach our kids the authority in Christ. Yep. We don't have to right. fear death or the spiritual realm. I do remember that part. Yeah. But then we went somewhere else with it anyway. Uh, the point was, or, or the question was, if you're an unchurched believer, do you still have, you know, authority in Christ to be able to, uh, you know, control what happens in the spirit or to influence at least? That's right. What happens you, in the spiritual realm. You pose the question, do we, uh, do we still have authority even though we don't attend church? Yeah. Authority in Christ, I should say. Yeah. <clears throat> Definitely. Um, so, yeah. I guess we can just explore that. Um, I, again, I still... We were going somewhere else with that conversation. But this is where we're going, we were going to end up anyway. Yeah. Well... <clears throat> Let's just go with it. See where it, see where we go with it. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. think I, you know, my obvious answer is I don't think we lose any authority in Christ just because we don't go to a building somewhere. You know, it can't be that simple. Yeah. Just, I mean, mostly because if that's the case, then like, when Jesus was walking around with his disciples and then he died, came back and then ascended into heaven to no longer be with us in the body, but in the spirit, then none of the disciples would have had authority. You know what I'm saying? And it's not like everything stopped when Christ left earth. I mean, that was part of him coming was to, break the veil, right? So now we can commune with the Father through the Son. We don't have to kill stuff and go have a priest, you know, intercede on our behalf. We now can do that ourselves. And, you know, the Son of God, Christ, is our inner intercessor. Is that the right word? Intercessor? <clears throat> yeah. And um Sounds about right. Yeah, I think if anything we have more authority now to cast out demons or <clears throat> uh speak into situations and pray and intercede and you know believe that what is bound in heaven is bound here on earth right now. You know, it's it, so much of Christianity is not about what happens when we're no longer here. It's about now. It's about our lives changing now and us being able to have the power through Christ <clears throat> to change things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's super vague, and I understand that. But I guess it's kind of situational. Uh, you know depending or not depending, but to, to really flush that out, you know what I'm saying? Uh, situational. <clears throat> yeah. Like, I don't know what you mean by situational, but well, I don't always have to drive out demons and um, I don't always have to pray yeah. cancer away or I don't sure. always, you know what I'm saying? Sure. Sure. I don't always need God to show up for me financially or something. It's situational, you know what I mean? Yeah. And also, I think, too, we get so caught up in in the fact that, like, I don't want to say tap into, but it's what it's, like, in my brain right now. I want to say it differently because that's not what I mean. But I think, you know, we have the opportunity to uh, intercede and believe and have things manifest that maybe weren't going to manifest that way uh, when we do, like, 
come to Christ and oh god I'm sucking at saying this right now my my point is like just because I pray for something doesn't mean it's going to happen and we forget about the sovereignty of God in that uh, just because we want it and we're saved and we can commune with God through Christ doesn't mean that our outlook in life and the things we need and want to happen are what he wants. Like we've totally, I, I really believe this on a lot of levels. We've really gotten away from understanding like God is still God. I am not God. And his will is what we should strive for in our lives, not my will. 100%. So an example of that is my so-and-so who I'm related to has cancer. So if I pray and pray and ask God and intercede and believe that that cancer is going to go away, I also need to say, God, if this is your will, but I need you to hear me out. Like, I love this person, and I, I want to see them whole, but I also don't know your ways. I don't know your will. I don't know your plan. So, like, I, I also, above everything else, want what you want. And that is the sovereignty part, because that's fucking hard to pray for someone you love to be healed and then understand, but if it's not your will, then help us through it. You know what I'm saying? It's not a fucking put the quarter in the machine and get a gumdrop at the end of the day. It's a, I'm praying for this to happen, but I want your will above my own. And that's hard, but, I feel like we've kind of, again, again, on a whole, but like, you know, that's not that common anymore. I don't feel like, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Having authority and, and praying with faith, expecting God to, to do it, to do whatever, you know, we're asking, but also needing to understand God's sovereignty and that there are times when our prayers will not be answered the way that we would like them to be because God is sovereign and he's able to see the end of something from the beginning. Right. So, um, and I, and to your point, I don't think that that is a challenge to our authority. You know, I think we have to be careful when we um, consider this that um, yeah you you don't have any less authority just because your prayer wasn't answered in the way that you think it should have been. So in the case of you know healing someone, you're praying for their healing and then they die. You know your prayer actually should have could have been answered from a certain point of view i feel like uh obi-wan kenobi <laughs> he's he said uh your father was killed by darth vader and then when luke goes back he's like you told me that he killed my father he is my father and uh yeah both are true from a certain point of view anyway um you just let me nerd out by myself on that one you could never relate huh i was actually thinking about i wanted to say man you sound just like him but then i was like well i don't know if it's because i'm hearing him differently oh no i i try to sound like him and then it was like i don't want it to be a black thing so I just <laughs> I froze up, bro. <laughs> no, he he actually kind of spoke with a somewhat of an English accent or some Europe, you know, something over there. But anyway, uh, yeah. So, uh, you can think that your prayer wasn't answered, but 
death from a certain point of view is still healing because it's the end of the suffering for some. Yeah. Right. So, um, well, you just never know. man. That's something I don't know. Like kind of from an, I don't want to say early age, but in my teenage years, I did, uh, I did an okay amount of like trying to research sovereignty. I thought you were going to say drugs. Uh, No, obviously with a biblical standpoint. So a Godhead standpoint on sovereignty. Like, what does that mean? And the further you, and I didn't, I didn't go super far and I should probably still be researching it. Maybe I'll get back into it, but yeah, you didn't go that deep. I mean, I did, but I'm not trying to say I'm some expert. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't go to school specifically to like learn about the sovereign. Like I'm no, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm no theologian here. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But in the stuff that I did read and find and think about and all that, like, there's this, like, you need to pray for God's will above everything else, right? Because it's not yeah. about us. Like, we think it is. Like, Jesus came to save us. Jesus created us. He gave us dominion over the earth. You know what I'm saying? Like, we are saved, and we are now, you know, above the pagans or the heathens like you know it's this it's this inward thing of like oh it's all about me sort of and to an extent yes some of that's true but generally speaking on a way bigger scale life is not about us it's about us communing with our creator that's what i believe that's what i think the bible teaches especially when it's yes. talking the sovereignty of god like what is your will? Like, your will be done in heaven as it is on earth. That's in the prayer for a reason. Jesus Christ himself, part of the triune God, prayed for his Father's will to be done. Before he was going to be murdered on a cross or an X or whatever the fuck it was, he prayed and said to his Father, I don't want to do this, but if it's your will, I'll do it. And that's part of God telling God, I don't want to do this, man. But if this is your will, I will, I will, I'll totally go through it. I'm yours. I'm your vessel. Empty me out, fill me up and I'll go do the thing. We forget that. And I feel like it's not teached and preached as much behind pulpits and in in the four walls of the churches here in America. And it's like such a huge part of our faith and it should be a huge part of our faith. Like it shouldn't be about us wanting to see miracles and wanting to save loved ones and wanting to pray for people and see their life change. Because ultimately there's, there's a big part of that, that you want to be the vessel like you want to be made much of. Remember that time I prayed for you, bro, and you like totally were free of this thing? It's like, no, dude, it's not about you. It's about what God did, what his will, and we don't understand his will. Because if we did, and this is this is me interpreting decades of reading the Bible and learning and blah blah blah, we would be God at that point. And we are not God. Never will be. So when we pray, we need to pray for God's will. I remember when my great-grandmother was dying. I hated it, man. I saw what was happening. We all knew it was coming. And I I prayed. Like, God, I want to spend more time with her. And I see how it's going to hurt my other family members. Like. I'm going to pray for you to heal her so that we have a little bit more time with her. But 
I want your will above my will. And whatever that is, I fully accept. But, also, Jesus Christ is interceding on behalf of us, to you, the Father. So please hear my cry. But above all, I want your will. Let your will be done, here on earth as it is in heaven, because that's what it's about. And that's tough to do, man. And I'm, you know, I'm getting morbid with death. Like, it's not just about death. It's about finances and God, who am I supposed to marry? Or am I supposed to go to this school or that school? Or man, how am I going to get through just oppression? Like, whatever the case is, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Anyway. Well, so I I guess from there, what I want to do is explore the thought where does that authority come from? You know, so if a believer maintains his authority outside of the four walls of the church, where is that authority actually coming from? Because if it's not coming from the church, it's got to be coming from somewhere. It's coming from the spirit, man. It's coming from Christ dying and breaking that barrier of us communing with God. Christ is now the intercessor. We can go straight to God through Christ. His spirit lives in us. That's what we believe as Christians, right? It's what the Bible teaches. That power, the same power. Oh my God, there's a Hillsong song, I think. Same power that conquered the grave lives in me. Like, that's true, man. Sang it, brother, sang it. With your boy. With that big ass epic build by the end. You don't even know what's going on. You're just like, oh my God, you're so awesome. You know what I mean? He's bawling your eyes out for (laughs) no reason at all. But it's true, man. If you believe the Bible and if you want to say you're a Christian and claim that, whether you go to a church or you don't go to a church, it's not about the fucking four walls. Yeah. Was it the same power that conquered the grave is in me? Or something like that. Lives in me or something, yeah. Lives in, yeah. Lives in me, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, so, I mean, then there you go. I mean, if the, if all the authority actually does belong to God, and then we have that same power through faith in Jesus Christ, and then it's simple, man. Yeah, you still have authority. You still have the ability to, you know, um, pray and move the heart of God. You know, exercise your faith and and move mountains. Tell that mountain to go into the sea, and it shall obey. That authority is still within you. Because that authority is still within God. I guess that's the way that I think of it. Well, and I'm so glad you brought that up, because I feel like that's what, like, okay, sort my brain here. Let's do this. When I first started learning and hearing that being spoke, right, and preached, like, you know, the same authority that conquered death in the grave lives in you, and you can speak to that mountain and say it to move and all this stuff, right? Like that's like superhero shit. You know what I'm saying? That's like, wow, that's cool, man. That lives in me. Like, wow, sweet. So then you want to like go talk to a mountain and tell it to move, but you're missing, you're missing the point of the whole meaning. It's not so that you can go out and move mountains like very literally. It's that, Why does that mountain need to be moved? Does the mountain need to be moved? Why do you want to move the mountain? Do you want to move the mountain because you feel like, wow, that's cool, and that's a superpower almost, and maybe superpower is not a thing, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's a cool fucking thing. Like, who moves mountains? I have that power. So then we, we communicate that in our daily life immediately. And we don't think and, like, study and read and, like, ponder what that even means. 
And so then we think, oh, well, so-and-so in my life is going through this thing and, you know, needs a miracle. Well, if I can tell a mountain to move and it moves, then I can speak to this sickness and it go away. Or I could tell that he lost his leg. I could tell it to grow back. That's not always the case. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, and honestly, I feel like one of the detriments of the four walls is that people don't, and by people, I mean pastors and teachers, they don't expound upon, like, why are we asking for these things? Why are we expecting to do these kick-ass, awesome, miraculous, powerful things? Like, we're not just supposed to be converted to a Christian and then tell mountains to move just because it's cool. Like, <laughs> everything that happened in the Bible that was a miracle had a purpose. And all of them pointed back to God, even in the new, uh, the, the new Testament, even in the old Testament, God parted an ocean for his people to walk through for a reason. It wasn't so that Moses could be like, yeah, check out how cool I am. All I had to do was hold my staff up, which sure I got tired and some people had to help me there at the end. But you know, I pretty much did the whole thing. Like that wasn't the point. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Completely. There's no doubt about it. So um, we, we take on this Christian faith and then they're like, oh, well, nothing bad's going to happen to me because I can just tell it to go away. Or I could speak, you know, to, to the mountain and it'll move. And it's like, well, it's, it's like, that's kind of immature in a way. It's very naive. But why, why is that? Why do we not? Why are we not preaching and teaching what that means? Like, give me some applications in real life. Let's talk about that. And, you know, been to a lot of churches, man, here in the U.S. I mean, like, quite a few. And I don't see or hear that. It's always just the story that happened, and then we'll see you next Sunday. Don't forget to tithe. And it's a huge disservice to ultimately God's sovereignty and two to what Christ actually did for us. Because if it's all about yeah. us wanting to be cool and like do cool shit and speak to stuff when we like, even if it's not that attitude, but like just thinking like, well, why, why won't God heal me? Like if I can speak to a mountain and it move, I mean, getting rid of coronavirus should be simple, right? Snap of a finger. No doubt about it. <clears throat> I don't know, man. To me, it just comes straight back to, like, we have to pray for God's will and understand his sovereignty. And, and well, I guess I should say understand that we don't understand God's sovereignty fully. I mean, really, until we're able to say, you know what? Whatever your will is. Even if I don't understand it, that's what I want. And that is hard. That is so fucking hard. But. Well, I think it comes down to, I'm sorry to cut you off, but. No, you're good. It, I've been talking this whole comes, <laughs> time. <laughs> no, it comes down to your ability to trust him at that point, right? So, I mean, yes, we have to have faith. Um faith and and what he said and and what we know of his character but then we need to be able to trust him in his sovereignty i think it comes down to that yeah because you know the the fact doesn't change but if we trust him we can have a certain measure of peace in regards to what it is that we're needing or asking for that's all I want to say, you know. I agree, man. So his ways are not our ways. Right. That doesn't no doubt about that it. doesn't change when we accept his son. Nope. Nope. And again, if we don't get our way, it doesn't mean that, you know, we've lost our authority or that we don't have it. Yeah. I mean, even in still, 
but I was just going to say, even in the story of Job, I mean, I feel like everyone knows that story, even if you don't know who Jesus is. <laughs> like, hmm. I mean, you want to understand or start to understand the sovereignty of God? Read that fucking story verse by verse, take it a day at a time, and study every single word and really marinate on it. I'm telling you, bro, you're going to find something out that you, you never thought of before. Oh, yeah, <clears throat> I'm sure. Like, sure. We've, we, it's so easy to forget that this life is not for us to be saved. That is not the story of Christ. Yeah. That's not the, I, I honestly don't think that's why he, like, God created us, is so that we could be saved. Well, it's obviously not. I mean, salvation was always in the plan, right? Because he knew the end from the beginning. But obviously he made man for communion. <laughs> for fellowship, for relationship. Yeah, and I ultimately think yeah. that even with that, and again, this is just me. Maybe I'm way off, but I don't think I am. But I could be, but whatever. I think it's all to point back to him and his glory. I mean, just yeah. like uh, Isaiah 5, right? He had a vision, and he saw these cherubim flying around, worshiping God with six wings. And with two, they covered their eyes. With two, they covered their feet. And with two, they flew. And all they could say to each other is, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Why is that in the Bible? Like, these beings that God created that are so much cleaner than we are can't look or step foot in the presence of its creator. You want to think about sovereignty, bro? Talk about a fucking gut check. like. Come on, dude. And I'm not a cherubim. <laughs> I chose. Yeah, far worse. We chose our fate. I wanted to be like God. They didn't. They just worship, and they can't even look at him. Come on, dude. And you want to sit here and talk about, oh, well, if I can move mountains, that's no. Come on, man. It's not about you, bro. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, no, I mean you're right. I, it's it's about him and what he wanted to do. You know, I heard a message years ago, a guy trying to answer the question of why God created us, and it's just so many different ways that you can answer that question. But one of the one of the possible answers that he gave, uh, I thought was very very cool. It was simply that God created us so that he could have someone to demonstrate his love to. Yeah. And I just thought that that was such an awesome uh, thought. You know, I think it's such an incredible thought that God would create us just so that he can show us how much how vast his love is, how amazing his love is, how unconditional his love is. And then yeah, man. it, it kind of went into another thought of the only way that he could fully demonstrate his love toward us is if we were to disobey him. <laughs> And then he would actually have to prove how much he loves to us in our worst state, fallen and separated from him. Out of fellowship for which he created us to participate in. Yeah. And so if you think good, about man. it, his love is absolutely is absolute and unconditional, but cannot be seen or received without your failure to please him. Your failure to please him is as demonstrated by your disobedience 
um, gives God an opportunity to show ultimately how powerful his love is because he gives it to you. You know, you receive the, the most of it because you don't deserve it. You know, um, in your worst state possible, the demonstration of God's love was for his son to die on the cross. That was the demonstration of God's love. The sacrifice of his son. So, um, when you were in your worst state, he made that sacrifice for you. And there's no greater demonstration of love, according to scripture. According to Jesus, greater love has no man than this, that a man should lay down his life for his friends. So, um, it's a it's a beautiful story, and um, I just really like that. I I like that thought concerning the question: Why were we created? Just so that he can demonstrate and show his love to something. Yeah. So, and then we have the church writing. And speaking against trans and lesbian and gay and alcoholics yeah. and blacks and Mexicans and whites and it's just yeah. this seemingly hate filled religion. Yeah. And honestly, I would I would agree, man. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's part of the reason I don't tell people I'm a Christian. If I have to tell you I'm a Christian, I probably need to analyze a few things anyway, but like, I don't like to associate with it because the majority outweigh the few. And it seems as though the majority don't understand what you just said. Sure. Yeah. It's foreign to them. I, I truly believe that so many people in church have been saved for so long they've forgotten what they were saved from. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I can see that. And they, Not they for adopt. Everyone, but yeah. No, but many. They adopt the, the piety that enables them to gloat and uh, increase their self esteem. When in fact, true Christianity should cause you to loathe that which you were. <laughs> you know? But, Amen. Hey, it's all good. None of us are all on the same level, same maturity level, and none of us are off the potter's wheel yet. We're all still there. Yeah. You know, and therefore, we should give one another the same grace that we expect ourselves to receive. Yeah, bro. I ain't done cooking yet. Yeah. That furnace is hot, too, because I got a lot of shit that needs to fall off of me. <laughs> yeah. And I'll yeah. preach, boy! No doubt about Oof, it. If I was in the right black church, people would be going nuts. <laughs> preach a pasta. Organ in the back with the drums. Come on now. Yeah. All right. Well, let's put a bow on this. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, because I'm currently getting the coronavirus. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, check us out at unchurchpodcast.wordpress.com. At least I you hope can, I'm uh, kidding. You are kidding. You can drop us an email, show us uh, some love at unchurchpod at gmail.com. And um, our Instagram and Twitter is at unchurchedpod. And uh, we appreciate a five-star rating. And, and drop us a comment. Let us know what you think of the conversation today. And and, uh, and join in with us. We'd love to talk. So, I'll show. All right, brother. I need a buy a new cord for my microphone and uh yeah god is good add some emergency to that cart bro 
and some emergency. Amen, brother. All right. Peace. <laughs>